I've been downloading a lot of stuff with uTorrent, and so it's <gasps> thief. No, it's legal. It's Japanese stuff, so. <laughs> Copyright law doesn't go over the ocean. What have you been downloading? <laughs> Other than hentai. Like, tentacle shit. Oh, oh hell no. Oh, no. Oh, gross. Oh, you no, don't futz dude. with hentai? You don't f- You don't futz with tentacle stuff? You have higher standards in your cartoon porn? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> what you downloading? A common writer. Uh, makes sense, makes sense, yeah. Yeah, the new show started up, so... And I and I totally, like, got behind on last last year's show, so I'm playing catch-up with that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, only thing I use it, the only thing I use it for is TV Nihon and for, for Kamen Rider. That's it. Nice. Because I need, I need my, my sexy Japanese guys. <laughs> You're sexy bug people. Yeah, <laughs> Bugman. <laughs> uh, I hope I don't screw up this uh, podcast. It's been forever since I've read it. <laughs> well, but you've seen the movie. Oh yeah, I've seen both of them. There's the thing, I, I saw the miniseries like once ages ago, mm-hmm. so I don't really remember dick about it other than it sucked ass. Tim Cur- It's worth it to watch it for Tim Curry. No, I love Tim Curry. He's horrible in that. He knows how to chew the scenery. And that yeah, that, that's the problem. All it is is scenery chewing. There's nothing more to it. There's no <laughs> nuance. It's, ju- <laughs> it's just munch, 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 munch. Oh, and it's already going. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Quarrel. That's Nicole. Hi, that is Bob, I think. And oh, as you can see, Jake is not here. <laughs> Uh, and he's... I apologize that you had to do secondhand Jake again. <laughs> oh, he's more pissed off than anybody. Because, alright, dear viewers, <laughs> we're going to have to walk you through this. So, the reason Jake's not here this week is he's on his uh, Navy sleepaway camp. Alright? And uh, if he's when he's not doing that, he's going to be slammed with homework because, you know, he's in school as well. And what we were going to do is last Saturday, which was what, like the 8th, 9th, something like that? I can't remember. We went and saw it, and then we were going to come over, come back to my place. What, what did you see? Uh, Saturday. What did you see? What? Oh, know, it. But what we did saw, you see? What did we you saw it? it. Well, what, what is it? What, it what, is what, a movie. What see? The movie. <laughs> I, I love Damn it, you I didn't keep going that. with it. I've been trying to do that <laughs> all week. Nobody will futz with that. <laughs> Nobody will who's on first it with me. <sighs> but anywho. Oh, dang it. Hey, at least I started playing with you. Most people don't get my joke. They're like, what are you talking about? I saw it. I'm like, what did you see? And the problem with doing it over Skype is half the time you don't know if it's because you literally didn't hear what I said. Because Skype is butt. Yeah, that's true. But. See, I like that we were on the same. Yeah. But. When we came back to the house to start recording, the power went out. I don't know why, but there was no power in the oh, terrace, yeah. so no recording then. So I figured, since I didn't uh, want another week hiatus, I figured I'd get uh, Nicole in, and to piss Jake off, we're going to do exactly what we were going to do last, uh, last Saturday, and talk about it. <laughs> because that movie... Because you know I'm a Stephen King fan. And I hate Stephen King. I find him boring and pretentious. But yet, I still love the hell out of this movie, even though he, it... He needs... He needs what? Hello? Oh, I, I I like Stephen King. Hello. Hello. Man, Skype really is, is sucking a dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you said you no, like I Stephen like King? I like Stephen King. I really do. Except for... He's, he's a little wordy. <laughs> yeah, a wordy for... No good reason. And yet he gives shit to people who use adjectives in their descriptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and me not liking said, Stephen King, I still fucking love the movie. It was good. Despite- I've been wanting to see this again. I was, I was going to go see it again yesterday, but I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> Time to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I should probably say it again, just because, man, it was well shot. Oh my gosh, it was very. Be- I mean, the setting was really great. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I can I convinced my sixty five year old neighbor and her husband to go watch it yesterday. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. <laughs> Well, and she actually enjoyed it too. So <laughs> I like because it wasn't like I have not laughed that much in a horror movie, not at the expense oh. of the actors. I, I know. Except there was like two or three where I laughed my ass off at it, like you know when when he's like taunting Ben. Oh, we should we sh- we should say that there will be spoilers. Uh, here's so. the thing: we don't need to say yeah. that because. Ooh, everything is a spoiler when we talk about it because we jump around. There's no way I can timestamp yes. skip here for spoiler because I jump. Like when he's taunting I Bev in the That's cistern, he looks like fucking. He's set to a, a flaming hillside. He seriously looks like Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> and and his little monument to kid death looks like the goddamn Iron Throne from the books. I looked over at Jake and I just I whispered like, "Hey, Jake." Do you think that was forged from the fire of Balerion the Dread himself? Because it was. It was this giant tower that looked like the Iron Throne from the books, where it was just a jagged thing that stood, like, stories tall and just jutted out in places with kid well, death. To, again, to me, that is a reference to a Dark Tower. It's reference to the Crimson King throne from the Dark Tower. That's what I picked up from it. Okay, so. okay. so, all right, then explain that reference. What was that reference? Okay, so in the Dark Tower series, well, we could we could go on forever about that. So? But the, the the Crimson King is the main baddie that's behind the throne of taking down the tower, right? And so most he's supposed to have this tower of skulls that he sits upon, and that kind of um, that kind of vision reminded me of that because with Stephen King movies, there's always references to all of his other works. Like so, Jake explained the turtle. Oh yeah, the turtle. Yeah, like <laughs> he found a turtle, a Lego turtle, in his little brother's room. Uh, Bill did, and Jake spent about the next five minutes expl- during the movie to uh, explain to me what the fuck that turtle was, <laughs> which I was thankful for because you know you can have a D and D posters everywhere. You can have a bunch of obvious references, but something like that—that's kind of cool and kitschy. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's what that's what I picked up as the throne. I'm like, oh, this, this might be a reference to the Crimson King throne. That's what I might be looking into it, but I thought it was amazing. It was so cool. Well, or if you think of it like this, Pennywise has odd colored eyes. Mm-hmm. He's per- he's porcelain white, and his, with the, those teeth, he looks a bit inbred. There's a very good chance that he is a Targaryen, and that literally <laughs> was the Iron Throne. I'm just saying. Probably. Probably. You know, I, I, I should confess to you and Jake, I've only seen two episodes of Game of Thrones Shh. in my life. But the thing is, I know everything about it. Right? <laughs> it's one of those things. It's it's such a cultural uh, touchstone. You can know everything without watching it. It's great. Like I said, because it's one of those things I want to watch, and I, it's on my list to watch. I just don't have the time to I was honestly, I was like that. Uh, what was it? I had a, I had a long weekend. I had the first two seasons downloaded already illegally, you know, <gasps> throw back to you, Torrent. Uh, but hey, <laughs> this is before I swore off you, Torrent, because of Scott Pilgrim. We've already discussed this 18 times. I'm not going to do it again. But I, I had them already downloaded. And also, man, HBO does not know how to allow things to stream. They just had a service, six bucks a month. You have access to all HBO done i would do it in the option that they do have for that you still need a cable provider before you can buy it it makes no fucking sense but anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think it was like a long weekend i was sick yeah i think i was either sick or hungover i can't i think sick i just like ah screw it sat down watched it also sick so oh nah hungover is its own kind of sick it's its own subcategory (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's a different kind of sickness exactly (laughs) uh in I honestly, I sat down, I watched both those fucking seasons in one sitting. Wow, that's awesome. It, it got hooky, you get hooked. It's, it gets, it gets you, man, and oh god, 
we'll even have a last episode of Month of Thrones? Holy shit. <laughs> just realized we're now two week, two three weeks into September. <laughs> three weeks, three weeks after the series finale, the season finale. <laughs> See, okay, you what's you what's sad is like I said, I've never really watched the show, but I hear my par- my friends talk about it and stuff, and I got a little emotional when I found out about the second to the last episode. Uh, of the season, I was like, no, that did not happen. You cannot tell me that happened. Oh, the moment I saw all the dragons show up, I was like, nope, nope, one of them is going to become a Draco Lich. One of them is going to become a Draco Lich. No, no, no Draco Lich. No Draco Lich. It's a bad thing that's going to happen. And then it happened. I was like, no, burn the fucking body. Burn the fucking body. I was actually half expecting to John, uh, for John to come riding out of the snow with her, but out of the, out of the ice with it on it, but nope. Uh-huh. They let it stay, and here's my question. How the ever-loving fuck did they get that much chain? You should have seen it. They had a three separate mile-long chains that they were dragging this this dragon out of the, out of the ice with. They got that out of nowhere. This is an army that was marching to war. Where the... F- this is an army that needs no supplies. And yet they were marching with three mile-long chains. I understand. I understand that chain, chain, chains to keep us together, running in the shed. Chain, chain, chain. (laughs) (laughs) But that makes no sense. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're to talk about. Like I said, I don't even watch the show, and I know all about it. But we're going to talk about this wonderful movie that Bill Skarsgård kicked major. Oh my god, he he was so much better than Curry. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to make a confession here. Okay. When I first saw the images of Pennywise, I'm like Ruffles. Really? Oh, it was the buck teeth that got me. No, I'm just like, are you serious? This guy is not scary whatsoever. I'm like, freaking Ruffles. He looks like. I mean, he looks like... Oh, it just looked horrible. He looks like like, uh, Krusty the Clown fucked Bozo. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, I hate hate this movie already. And then I came out of the movie, and I turned to my friend who we both complained about that. I'm like, the costume worked. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and steals it looks stupid, but no, in practice, it was so good. And that dude just owned. Oh, Bill Scars... I'm okay. This is another thing that's gonna... Okay, I'm sorry I'm getting on these rants. This is another oh, thing that's gonna, that pisses me off in Hollywood. Bill Skarsgård just knocked it out of the water with this performance. Will he get nominated? Hell no, because it's not a dramatic, you know, boo-hoo, you know, performance. He nailed this performance. He was Pennywise, and he scared the living hell out of me. Oh my gosh! I wish he would be nominated for best actor, yeah, um, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen. I'm trying to think of the movie. I let's see, when was it? I it was back in the 70s. What was it? Taxi Driver? Was it Taxi? I can't remember what it was, but like we're talking, I think it was De Niro. It was a De Niro Pacino. They were up for. They would have been handed that fucking I uh, the I uh, the actor award. In the cod, I suck at this because I don't care enough about the Oscars for this. Mm-hmm. And who got the best actor was the dude from Harry and Tonto because he was going to die soon, and this was going to be his last movie. Oh, I hate it when they they do that. They... Yeah, they'll give you a gimme Oscar. Oh, it was Pacino. It was Pacino because he then got it for Sin of the Woman, which was Sin of a Woman, which was one of his worst fucking movies. And because Sin of a Woman won. Now, every time he's in a movie, he does that shitty Creole accent because he now acts the exact same way he acted in Sin of a Woman, which is why every time you see uh, you see uh, Al Pacino now, he's a oh, fat ass, ha! just doing that know, because that's what it. got him an Oscar, not the amazing turn he did in Dog Day Afternoon, which was phenomenal, or all the other amazing jobs he's done. No, he has to do that shitty Creole accent. Because that's what got him the Oscar. Ugh. But anyway, yeah. Anyways, Bill Skarsgård, he he just made it. He just made a name for himself with this amazing. Yeah. I mean, 
Skarsgård's are a freaking powerhouse. Oh yeah. Every for last sure, one of them sure. plays it plays everything perfectly. Like they man, they swing for the damn fences every last one of them. <laughs> That's funny because Alexander was Tarzan. Swing. Ha 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 ha. There was a Tarzan movie? Tarzan last year was Alexander Skarsgård, Bill's brother. I didn't. And it had with, with um, Samuel L. Jackson, and I just lost her name. New Harley Quinn. Um, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know one existed. Yep. Yeah. There's no play. need for a Tarzan to exist. Oh no! Trust me, when he's shirtless, it needs to exist. <laughs> then just, just get like, like. Dig around TMZ or some shit. Like, <laughs> you don't need to make a move. Another Tarzan is a movie that should never be made again. There, there doesn't need to be any Tarzan movies because you can only take grunty guy swing on tree branch so far. And guess what? We were tapped out in the fucking thirties. That's it. We were tapped. No, it, it, Margot Robbie. That's when I, I I fell in love with Margot Robbie. Was her performance of Jane? Anyways, again, sorry. Wolf of sorry. Wall Street, oh. man. Wolf of Wall Street. She was so good in. Oh, everybody did a good job in that. But yes, it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Just the cinematography alone was oh amazing. My gosh, they beautiful. They shot this movie just beautifully. I mean. Oh, it, you felt like you were in that town just with them spying on these children. And you felt <laughs> super creepy when they were all naked. Well, underwear. Well, yeah. Because, yeah, there's little fucking kids and you're just like, okay, they're all... Uh, uh, is there a camera in here? I, I paid with my card. Am I going to be on a registry? <laughs> <laughs> you want to you wanna know... Okay, talk, th- this is what tripped me out, is because... Um, the girl who plays Bev. Bev Devo, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> she looks exactly like my friend who passed away twenty years ago, and it was like she was reincarnated on the screen. And I was tripping out every time she was on the screen. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she looks so much like Shannon." Oh it, shit! It's trippy. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, but yeah, beautifully shot. Cinematography and the acting, holy shit! Even the kid who played Georgie, the fucking five-year-old. Terrible! Oh my gosh, Georgie was like that scene. That scene with him and Bill in the cistern. That acting was fucking Uh phenomenal on both sides. And this kid is five. Like, or at least the actor or the the character's like five, so the kid has to be seven tops. Unless he's like, uh, unless you know he's got some, uh, oh, what's his face? Kid who played Webster. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's got Webster's disease. <laughs> but <Yeah>. no. Nah. <laughs> like, dude, that, that, they were so fucking good. But, oh, I, oh. I wouldn't hang out with those kids. Those, uh, the then you would club. get that's put the, on a registry. <laughs> that's not the Losers Club. That's the kids I want to hang out with. I'm just like, these kids are cool. <laughs> and you can't, you cannot have a Stephen King movie or Stephen King story at all without a bully character that literally cannot exist in society. Because they're not, oh, I don't care if you're the, the, the sheriff's son. Threatening somebody with a knife in front of everybody in existence is not something that can be swept under the rug. Frothing at the mouth, shouting at somebody that you're going to kill them, carving your fucking name into someone's stomach. I don't know how they do it in Maine, though. <laughs> Maybe their life in is different. I get, I get you're working on primals because you got the archetypes. You just have the... The main character who is uh, who has self uh, conscious who's self conscious. This one's coming through with the stutter. You have you have the awkward fat kid. You have the awkward I uh, I act like I'm a ladies' man, but I have no idea what to do, kid. I the love awkward <laughs> the awkward uh, hypochondriac, and then boobs. There you go. You have your archetypes for every Stephen King. Well, most stories, period. Not just Stephen King. 
But yeah, it and then of course the villain. If if you're working on just base palettes, no no middle colors whatsoever, no shades of gray, one or, or zero or one binary evil look good. Of course the the bully has to be a fucking mustache twirling jackass. <laughs> but the thing is, in the book, uh, if I remember right, you know, because he does go crazy. Um, Bowers does. Well, he has so. a mullet. What do you expect? And yes, that was the hardest <laughs> I laughed. Is what was it? Eat shit, you mullet wearing fuck. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, the one liners in this movie. Oh my Especially god. Especially from the kid from Stranger <laughs> Things. Holy shit. Yes. And now I gotta kill this fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> that line was fucking phenomenal. Oh, I want to go see this movie right now. I'm going to have to watch it this weekend again. It is so damn good. We need to watch it together. We need to try to figure out to watch it together. Let's see. Uh, well, Comic-Con. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Probably the day after Comic-Con we may be able to all get together. Okay. Yeah. Also, oh, you may we may do a three-way recording, a live recording, after Comic-Con. Oh, a three-way with my cousins? Ugh. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're the one who goes to church. I'm the one who says fuck all the time. All right? All right? You stay on I... your side, I'll stay on mine. I do the shitty joke, the shitty crude jokes. <laughs> Don't be stepping on my game! <laughs> oh, shit. I have to step out of church sometime. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I apologize, people. <laughs> and I honestly, I found, like, the subtle things amazing. Like the TV show. To where you first time you hear the, the little kids' TV show. Oh, okay. It's not overt in the... They don't even talk about anything overly creepy. But there's subtext. The second time you hear, you hear the, you know, the floating. All right? Mm -hmm. They go all freaking... Uh, they go all freaking Franz Ferdinand, all right? It all talks about floating on, all right? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> and then, yeah, eventually, like, dude, that fucking bit with, with Mullet Kid? With Bowers, you said his name was? Uh-huh, Bowers, uh-huh. Mullet Kid, all right? That part fucking is like, that was creeping me the shit out. That's what th this movie did good, the creep factor. Now, they did it a little too much, like the, the disjointed creepy fast walk. Oh my gosh, that's like, oh, okay. That was like so cool. <laughs> it started cool, but some of the times it was bad. Like when he was crawling out of the free the fridge, he was just doing moving his hands like really fast in front of him. Like, yeah. see, it was me, so me, That was one of the creepiest parts. I loved it. I loved the part where he came out of the fridge. Oh no, it wasn't like, the fridge. The fridge was one where he dug out. It was one of the times he was chasing one of the kids. Oh, it was it was uh, Eddie. It was when he was chasing Eddie when I uh, he was outside the house. The way he all oh, you saw was okay. him like moving his arms. We're talking elbows locked right up against his nipples and just slightly moving his arms up and down and just <laughs> it was so I fucking. But no, oh, no, that's that scene though. That scene though. Did you notice? Okay, so we'll paint the scene. Uh, the hypochondriac kid is walking down the road, walking past his old shitty house, and out of nowhere, a leper shows up. Which is, you know, the what they because use for his fear. fear. Yeah, that because he's afraid of illnesses. And hey, leper. And did you notice the leper? Because like, you knew what was going to happen. He was going to run towards the house because he's an idiot. Because yeah. everybody in, in these movies are idiots. But... You see when he's trying to scramble away from the leper, the leper is walking wide and to the left so that the only way he can get as far away from the leper as possible is to run directly to the house. Uh-huh. Yes, I was going to say like, that. That was like, so well done. Like, they're just the, the, the small things. They're like, oh, now he's going to run to the house. Oh, hey, they actually explained why he would run to the house because your fight or flight to get as far away from possible in the backwards direction. Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, because I was going to say, well, I'm like, it worked, though. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad you, you, you continued. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, the club foot on the leper. That was oh, that was so good. Oh. Yeah, it's just like, and the thing is, you, you rarely see that club foot, but just for those moments that you see it, you're like, 
Oh, yeah, it was so good. good. That was so yeah. well done. And but uh, to the speed walkie thing, for the most part, it was effective because the uncanny valley. When you see mm-hmm. something moving or lo- usually looking not quite human enough, like if you take yeah. if you just take random frames out of a scene of somebody walking, it's weird. Yes. And that's oh, what it was. It was sped up, but they removed certain frames, which caused it to dart in your mind to get that primal. This is wrong. This is not how people move. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. No. And again, going back to the refrigerator, oh. that was awesome because, yeah, because that's, that's, that's probably my favorite scene. His hand just comes out, and then he opens up, and you're like, oh, oh, hell no. And he crawls out all crooked and... Out oh, of nowhere, that, it fucks with your perspective because he goes directly yeah. to being, like, 18 feet tall. Mm-hmm. It is so well done. Like, the, 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 like I said, the cinematography is amazing because the visual, the visual scares are not just a jump scare. Like, no, this is stuff that makes uh-huh. you feel wrong on a primal level. And you don't see that mm-hmm. too much with horror movies. Especially no. now. Hell, never. This... I mean, this movie, this movie is something that any horror uh, director, creator needs to take and study. Who directed because, it? Um, what is his name? Here, let me go look it up here. Do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, director Andy uh, Muschietti. Holy shit! Yeah. No, I just saw your text. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. Yeah. Dude, she looks that? exactly like her. That's fucking creepy. Okay. Yeah. I just sent Bob the, my picture of my friend who passed away. I'm not kidding. It looks like she's been reincarnated. Short hair and all. Yeah. Exactly. Freckles and everything. So the whole. So when I showed my friends afterwards, I'm like, I'm creeped out of Bev. I think that was the creepiest thing for me in the whole movie is because I'm like, she looks exactly like my dead friend. Exactly. Doesn't she? That is yes. I will. I will attest. Ed Zachary like it, man. Yeah, it's 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 free. Oh, he also did so Mama. Like... That's why Mama was more of a psycho. It had a lot more psychological creepy shit to it than. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh my God! He was. Uh. He. Okay. Apparently, he's gonna be in a Robotech show. <laughs> really. He has not had a, a lot of work. No. He did. I mean, he did a, a, a short in '99. Did Mama, and did it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> oh, and he's gonna do Lock and Key. Ooh, that's interesting. Know. I just saw the the spelling of it. And I was like, is this supposed to be like an old '80s uh, detective show? No, Lock and Key is actually um, Joe Hill, which is Stephen King's son. It's his um, uh, comic book series. And it's really well done. And is it about a hard-boiled detective? No. (laughs) Oh. But, yeah, for a a newcomer... That was, yeah. For his second outing... And Mama, like you said, Mama wasn't that bad. Also, Mama was a movie version of a short he made. So that Uh, was something that he had full hands on. This was a complete working of an existing IP, and they did a very smart thing of splitting it up into two movies. The kid psychological horror, minus the orgy at the end. Thank goodness. That would have been too fucking creepy. Yeah. Alright. Oh, uh, you read the book. Did that... Oh, wait, it was set in the 50s, wasn't it? The book. Yes. I was just like, wait... Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was trying to do my math, yes. Yeah, because I was about to say, was the fat kid obsessed with whatever the 50s version of New Kids on the Block was? See, I read I read it about 20 years ago. So. Shh! It's mate. <laughs> Whereas I have not at all. Uh, the, what I, I remember from the book, and neither one of the movies have, 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 have got it correctly, he's supposed to have big, huge orange buttons. He doesn't have on his costume, so... Yeah, but you can't make big, bright, orange buttons scary. At least this Pennywise... They got the pom-poms for Tim Curry. That was pretty Yeah, but funky. Tim Curry sucked. I'm sorry, Tim oh, Curry's oh, it sucked. Did a good job. No, he didn't. He was hilarious, yes. But being funny, 
doesn't equate to a good horror villain. Guess what? Freddy Krueger's funny. That doesn't make the Nightmare movies any fucking fun, except for Dream Warriors, where there's a girl who absolutely branches two butterfly knives all like, in my dreams, I'm beautiful. <laughs> and bad. That's the only reason to watch Dream Warriors. There you go. You no longer have to watch Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is my favorite. Yeah, because it was the only one that had fun with itself. No, well, Freddy vs. Jason did, but that, that was just boring. I like Freddy vs. Jason. No, it was just boring. Like It was, it just took too long building the mythos, and it was just... Pfft. Oh, no, you, see, because I went to the midnight showing of that, and a gang fight broke out. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> a gang fight broke out, and they had In like, Wyoming? Uh, we're like, no, here. Oh, okay. Felt like... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, does Wyoming have gangs? I thought you were in Wyoming at the time, so... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, what am I thinking of? Uh, Back to it. Yeah, sorry. that's what I'm trying to think on. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I had way too many options, uh, way too many times. Like, okay, the whole theory, of the whole point of it is they were stronger as a group than they were separate, all right? Yes. They were ride or die. These kids are going to be forever together forever. I guess you can say that they're homies. Homies. Uh-huh. Talking about road dogs for life. Homies. Uh-huh. Homies. Talking about road dogs of mine. Okay. That is an ICP song. I wish Jake was here because he would have got it. Because I swear to God, when that kid walks into the room with all those... I read in that little... That... Uh, that... That... Uh, that what was it? That thread you had on Facebook where that dude, where someone said the fucking room of clowns killed them. They were done. Right when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, Jake Juggalos!" Uh, that was that was the one part I was just like, when they walked in, I'm like, "Oh hell no!" That's all I could think of because one evil clown, fine, I'll give you that. All right, and I did make a couple Hall of Illusions and various other ICP joints references when Pennywise was doing things, but no. The moment you see a room full of shitty clowns, I cannot be scared, because all I can think of is, y'all some fucking juggalos. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, quick, quick. Which one of these marionettes sprouts Fago? Like, you can't be scared by a group of clowns, because, again, one clown is odd and scary. It gets that, that, uh... That that well, like I said, the 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 uncanny valley, their face is not mm-hmm. quite human enough. All right, because they have that I, fake I just smile. I, I hate dolls. That's why it freaks me out. That's why it freaks me out. It's not the clown part. It's the dolls. The yeah, yeah dolls are kind of creepy. That's what creeped me out. I'm like, oh hell no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Did you see the Tim Curry doll? Yes. <laughs> yes, I even made. I, I think I noted it. I was like, hey, Tim Curry. I love it. I'm like, ah, there we go. Oh, yes, like I was saying, Tim Curry. He's an amazing actor. He did hilariously in the job. But as a horror movie villain, his turn sucked horribly. I didn't think he did that. He didn't do bad. But the problem is, he was given bad material. You don't want a horror villain to make, well, dick thrusting motions as a way to scare somebody. But you got to remember when that TV series came out. And it was a TV series, and so it had to be a lot it more mild. It still sucked, though. But that, that is not what we are we are looking at it at face value. Not because, well, you have to keep in mind this. No. it Yes, it was a miniseries, but it still was trying to tell the story, and they told the story badly because Pennywise was boring. It was just stupid. Stupid. But I forgot. I think if I remember right, in the whole miniseries, I think Tim Curry only had like twenty or twenty-five minutes in the whole whole series. And those are the only twenty-five minutes people care about, except for that time they saw the stupid spider at the end. Oh my gosh, the spider was horrible. I'll give you that. That 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 was that was bad. Who knows? Maybe the second movie will have a better version of the spider or. <laughs> That's the thing is because uh, they were, weren't even planning on doing a second movie because they were w- trying to see if this was going to be a, you know a hit. And you it know? fucking gangbusters! Oh it's, it's broken all these records and stuff. It broke Deadpool's like, record in a couple days. 
I know. I'm surprised about that too because they were expecting, they were hoping to make 65 million on the opening weekend. That's what they were hoping for, and it nearly doubled that. And I was just like, I know. See what happens when you let somebody make a good movie. Uh, especially unknown. And here's know? the problem: the next to... movie's probably going to be bad because there's too much expectation. Oh, I hope not. Again, what I hope because everyone's like, "Oh, someone so should play play this kid." I'm like, no. That's another reason why this movie kind of worked. These kids are unknowns. You didn't except expect... for Stranger Things, kid. Oh yeah, but but I mean, I, I was talking to my friends who who went to. I, I th- there's only one other person that saw Stranger Things out of my my group of friends that we saw. So it's just like, oh, you did a good job. But yeah, I hope they use a bunch of unknowns again. Uh, just so they they. I mean, that it would be a great movie. Or to bring do it in through open director. casting, which you know they probably did those yeah. kids. And I wouldn't doubt it if nearly all of those kids were theater kids, like as in, yeah. as in I. Uh, off or on Broadway theater, because I can see that. you can't, you can't. And if not, though, all those kids were like born geniuses. Because Jesus Christ, they were so fucking good at that. All, all those kids were amazing. Very good. <laughs> oh, I want right. to go see this again right now. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a small uh, deviation because. Honestly, thought we would have more than us gushing just about how great that movie was. I want to take a lateral. No, 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 no. That's even on me. I want to take a lateral. All right. Okay. And just because I, with work, I've been reading a lot more, and I just got a new book in uh, like last week, and I burned it down. I. Ooh, what book? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. What book have you been reading lately? Okay. Oh, books! I, <laughs> I have not, I have not read hard. I haven't even hardly read my comic book. <gasps> uh, um, I haven't read a fucking comic in months, maybe a year. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think. What's the last thing I read? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's been my life is just so busy right now. I it's 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 crazy. Um, I did get a new book in the mail yesterday. Does that count? What did get? What was it? <laughs> okay, so I went on Amazon. Okay. I, I am sad and pathetic. I went on Amazon one night because I couldn't sleep, you know, so let's go prime shopping. And I typed in my hometown, Kimmer, K-A-M-M-E-R, <laughs> Okay. And they have they have a detective book set in uh, Kimmer. And so I'm like, okay, I've got to check this out. <laughs> and, you wanna, and all the reviews were fairly, fairly positive. And so I'm just like, okay, I'll check it out. So I got it yesterday. So <laughs> all right. we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if if they've got the setting right and everything. <laughs> nice. All right, then I'll talk about mine. Okay. Uh, so, I think it was one of the first episodes you were ever on. I was discussing wanting to do the book club. Uh-huh. I was talking about John Dies at the end, and I read the first the first uh, segment of the story. The, the uh-huh. story about the uh, broken axe. About, are you the sum of your parts, you know? That, that weird little story. All right, so, a little bit... At, like, right after I got done reading that for the first time, I actually bought the second book as well. Uh, this book is full of spiders. Seriously, dude, don't touch it. That's the full name of the book. And it's amazing. I, I, I've heard of it. It's amazing. Oh, it is... It is... I'll still think the first one is superior just because I... The second one had... If two people are talking... You know how normally when people write, it's they'll have what they're saying, then comma... Jason said, or you know, and then comma uh-huh. and continuing. If two people are are talking, it's like James said, Rebecca said, James said, Rebecca said, and once you notice that, your the glass is shattered and you can't not notice it. It takes you out. It's a it's a lot less in the first one, a shitload in the second one, and at the end of the second one, there's about the first six chapters of the third book he did. It, uh, David Wong. It's not part of the uh, John Dice, the John Dice uh, saga, which is now a trilogy. Come October sixth or 9th, one of those two. I've already pre-ordered the fucking book and I'm waiting for it. But <laughs> it's called Futuristic Violence in Fancy Suits. Hmm, it is amazing. It's about a. Uh, did you read Ready Player One? No, but the the I just saw the preview to the movie. I'm excited. I don't know if I want to watch the movie, but I uh, 
anyway, it's sort of like that. It's a near future story. Sort of just it's it does you don't know if it's a dystopia because you only know about two towns, the town she she lives in, the main character uh-huh. lives in, and the town of Tabula uh, Tabula Rasa. All right, so it's about this trailer park girl who's I uh, like we're talking, when I say near future I mean we have we have the epitome of Google Glass to where everybody has their entire lives recorded and. Uh, linked up to the to the internet, just because they want people to look at everything they do, and we have self driving cars. That's about it. No super fancy stuff, just that. And it's a well, holograms, I guess you can say. But I, so you have uh, this this girl who's going through day to day life. and she goes out to get some uh, windy. Or I love it. It's described in the book as having a uh, going to a futuristic, uh, futuristic uh, food dispensary nowadays known as Wendy's. <laughs> She's just going to fucking Wendy's <laughs> to get awesome. some chili because fuck it. Oh come on, and Wendy's chilies is like the best. No, it isn't. Wendy's chili. I love it. So How can it be it. anything? It's just chopping up old hamburgers. I don't care. In a weird it's meat so slurry. Delicious. There's no actual seasoning in it. I don't care. I love it. Man, something wrong with you. But anywho, is it uh, <laughs> while she's uh, on her on her way there, her phone pops up and it has like the Star Wars kind of hologram kind of thing uh-huh. of this dude just with this this. It looks like his suit is painted on his body. This guy is described as. If he were to ever get a wrinkle, he would shoot himself in the head. Like, this is how immaculate this motherfucker uh, looks. All right, this is just what... And I, I had a boss like that. He's a man by the name of Will uh, Blackmore. Oh, God. No, I said his name wrong. Fuck. Anyway. Or Blackstone. Fuck! I need to grab my book, but no, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he it. tells her, hey, <laughs> there's a guy following you. He's been uh, following you for about a week now. And he's going to kill you on live TV unless you do everything I tell you. And sure enough, okay. like because the first couple chapters is told from her perspective and the guy who's stalking her's perspective, back and forth. This the guy uh-huh. who's stalking her keeps changing his name because he's like he's trying to work on this horrible his horrible I'm a villain speech. And he starts out with the jackal, then he realizes that uh, like no hyena is better. But everybody he tells every but, but when uh, she hears about that, it's like, wait, is that because he he's a lady who has a penis? Because she was watching a documentary just before that about hyenas, where I said the ladies have dicks. But no, oh it was so dumb. So he keeps changing his name constantly, and yeah. So basically, the guy's saying you have to do exactly what I say. So she has to. And after a while, I was like, all right, you need to come to Tabula Rasa. Your father has died, and now there's a manhunt out for you. Her estranged dad, I can't say what kind of million, billion, whatever heir he is, because he was so rich, he didn't even know how rich he was. That's how much money he Man, had. I wish I had. He that could not I count wish I had it. That so he was just rich. He was also a shithead. He was a he was a he was a human slave trading piece of fuck. All right. And so it's strange because the first time he showed up in her life, he saw a picture of her on Facebook where she had, was playing football, or she had a football somewhere around her. So she, he had just assumed she was a football player, got her a bunch of football stuff, pissed her off, yeah. came back about eight years later with a fancy-ass car at their trailer park. She nearly kicked his ass. Like, we're talking, she just does not like this piece of shit. So... But here's the thing. It's like Mad, 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 Mad World, all right? Uh-huh. Except she's the ex, all right? Thanks, Smoking okay. Aces, even, if you would like that instead. To where Arthur Livingston is dead. The key to his vault is his daughter. So now everybody wants her because she's the key to unlocking all of his riches. Oh, well, okay. But his father had associates who worked for him. They were called the Suits. That wheel guy? He was one of them. But he's also a world-class shitbird who every time he get, tries to get her out of trouble, 
basically offers her up on a silver platter to the person trying to kill her. So she runs because, of course, when somebody says, "Hey, all we want is this," then we can we'll feed her to you ourselves. We don't care. You'll run from them. And it's in this town called Tabula Rasa, and yeah. it's super Vegas. Like, as in, Arthur Livingston got kicked out of Vegas, so he decided, screw you guys, I'm making my own Vegas twice as cooler. Okay. Only, they pay, they pay the, they pay the government not to make laws about the town. There technically was a police department, but nobody paid them, so they just stopped. It is a town where you can do whatever you want. And it's taken to the logical extreme, and... The is whole kind of like the purge kind of like no extreme? well some people do that but it's okay. more of a uh, vice most people stick to vices because even though there's no cops there is private security and there's a lot of private security and a lot of detectives and a lot of all these things that will stop anything they want so it's not you don't see everybody gunning each other down constantly like like in freaking Judge Dread but. Well, child prostitution isn't exactly a frowned upon thing in the town. Yeah. It's. And who owns most of the whorehouses? Her dad. Technically her now. Yeah. Oh, we already talked about this. Remember in Saga, the whole child prostitution. Yeah, so it's one of those things to where uh, they they never skimp on the fact that her dad was a horrible piece of shit. There's no. Even the people who like him, like, uh, Will considers him a father but he is a horrible piece of shit like it's bad but i and it starts basically her trying or well her deciding finally that she has to go with the suits to try and unlock the vault only she knows for a fact they're Uh going to kill her the moment they stop so she has to she has to well nut up something fierce and they unlock the vault you assume that's going to be the whole the whole crux of the story nope uh-huh. That's done uh, about a fifth through the book. Then you're like, okay, what's wow. the issue? Then you find out that the actual story is about some e- the person who fucking killed her dad. He kind of started dabbling in uh, superheroes. Building okay. superheroes. Uh, oh, build, building, building superheroes, okay. yeah. Like, you can actually, okay. you can set people up to where their, their muscles will, their, you can put, like, capacitors in on tour they can punch through a wall but here's the thing without regulating the system which wasn't finalized before livingston died after about three times you're going to explode you can shoot lightning from your hand but eh, give it a couple tries and you're toast so it's a rush to find the 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 gold version of the software that fixes those bugs and everybody okay. says, "Hey, guess well, this what? Is very sci-fi. She has yeah. the she has the gold. She's the gold. She has the gold version. So now they're, everybody's after her again. And let's the the climax of the story. This this book has sixty nine chapters. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's by design. Oh, okay. It's just like okay. the climax <laughs> of the story is chapter sixty eight. Yeah. yeah, you did go through this. How how big are the chapters? Not very. Like, there's a lot of, like, just... There's a couple one-page chapters. They take uh, they take the thought process as a chapter. Although there's okay. a couple chapters that extend... Like, the chapter ends, and the very next chapter is the perfect continuation. Because sometimes a, a story will stop, and then it'll tell you another little side story. Or mm-hmm. it'll tell you what the other person was thinking. That's That's another chapter. But then you see ones that are literally three seconds later... Like, end of one thought, beginning of a second thought. Those are two different chapters. Okay. And you know okay. that's because he realized he was getting close to 69 chapters, and he wanted 69 chapters. <laughs> but yeah, the big confrontation is the next to last chapter. It gets you going all the way to the end of this book. It does not fucking stop. This book is a non-stopper, and it is phenomenal. If only for the. This is, there's a lot of spiders in this book. That's what's called. No, no, no. This one is futuristic violence and fancy suits. This book oh, is full okay, of spiders. Okay. Was the second I, uh, okay, was the I second John Dazzlian okay. book, which that one has a really cool, like okay. like these books have like awesome little segments, like like uh, 
snippets of how you can get somebody to watch it, like or read it, or watch it, like the uh, the story at the beginning of John Dies at the End, the story oh. about the ultimate secret of uh, of the universe. That in the in the second book, there's a snippet where David is sitting with his therapist, and he's he's really hating his therapist, and he makes a therapist tell him something like, "What scares you?" And he explains the first time he was absolutely terrified was when he sat down and watched Star Trek, the original one. He was terrified of Star Trek because he watched them tra- uh, they he watched them use the transporter. And he oh, knew okay. you can't shoot your atoms from one end of the universe to another. It's so much simpler to deatomize that body and build your body anew in the uh, in the in the other place using the atoms around you. It's absolutely monumentally quicker and easier. But that would mean we are nothing but a collection of atoms. There's no, there's no human soul. There's no reason to anything. We are just a collection of stuff, and this terrified him as a child. That right, that little story's like, dude, this is so fucking cool. Read more, read more, read more, read more, read more. Read more. <laughs> it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to David Wong is an sure. amazing writer, except for he's gotten into a bad habit of he said, they said, he said, they said, that said, them said, he said, they uh, said. That is just the pro- that's once they he he can get over that, I will be a happy man. But oh god, seriously, I highly recommend getting John Dies at the end. Everybody out there in reader land, listener land, at the very least, I highly recommend watching the movie and then reading the book. The movie was directed by the same guy who directed Boba Bubba Hotep. All right, it uh, is. I like Bubba Hotep. So good. good it is so good. And the guy I was reading the forward today because, of course, you know, I I was out of. I brought John dies at the end to read again at work, and the introduction is written by the director, and he decided to to direct this movie the moment he got done reading the opening paragraphs. That opening story about the you oh, know the cool. secret of That's life, cool. the secret of the universe. Yeah, he was like, "Yep, uh, this is going to be ne- my next movie. Might as well read the rest of it to make sure it's good." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, though. and it's I'm going ha- to have to I'm going to have to check this out. So please do because Amazon? definitely it? it will be the first episode, the first uh, the first book club story. Now, which one? John, John dies, dies at, at the, the end. end. Always, John okay. dies at the end. John because died. the story is actually three different stories. Now that was a movie. I never. Did yes, that it's either. on Netflix. It's always on Netflix, and okay. I can still appreciate the movie after reading the okay. book. That's really good. I okay. I I appreciate that. You know, there are some That's things that I prefer better in uh, in both ends, just because like there is a scene in uh, John dies at the end where uh, Dave's talking to John on his phone. All right, John, who is dead at this point, who, well, he died at a police, in a police station interrogation room, and they were working on reviving him and taking him to the hospital, but he calls Dave, and he's like, why, how are you talking to me? He's like, dude, look at your phone. He looks at his phone, and his phone is broken. It's like, how, are, how is this possible, John? Because they took this weird drug that lets them do weird things. He's like, hey, how about this? Uh, you see the hot dog vendor over there? It's like, yeah. Go buy a hot dog. Okay, go buy a bratwurst. So he buys a bratwurst from dude's like, now put the bratwurst to your ears. <laughs> why, John? Is just, just what it was in the book, but in the movie? It was like, I'm gonna have to ask you why, John? Just those small little difference. Like, there are subtle things that make each good. I will admit, the movie is horribly rushed in the third act. After the after uh, the mall. After with the dinner mall. The dinner mall. Uh-huh. <laughs> At the the actual climax of it is super rushed, but until then, it is an amazing movie, and all that movie, all that bit does is change it from an amazing movie to a good movie, possibly still a great movie. But no, it is so good. Out. Definitely watch the movie and then read the book because it's like opening your mind to more instead of feeling like you're getting less. From the book, from the movie. If you read the book and then watch the movie, you feel like you're getting less. But if you watch the movie and then read the book, you're getting more. 
Because one of the because basically what they did is they took story one and story three and smashed them together into one. All right, they crammed two of the a lot of the characters together to make a coherent one story because it has to have structure. The problem with his writing style is it's based on not having structure. So of course you're going to lose something from a movie. But uh, they left out the second story, which sucks because that's my favorite story. I'll, I'll spoil one little bit. All right. They're ter- these people okay, are these it. guys are terrified of the dark because they know what's in the dark. They know oh, the shadow okay. men which dwell. All right. So after dealing with an odd thing, uh, they were at the student's apartment. They're walking. He's walking back to uh, to his uh, to his car, which of course all the lights are out in the parking lot, but the one right above his car. And the whole time he's walking, he can hear the crunching of the leaves underneath his feet. Just the constant crunching of the leaves as he's trying to get closer and closer to his car, hoping to God nothing jumps out or the shadows themselves don't jump out at him. Then he realizes something. It's December. He looks at all the trees. Uh-huh. They've been oh, bare for months. Should... What okay, is he? Yeah. What is crunching beneath his feet? Oh. He looks down and it's a sea of cockroaches. Oh! Who then turn into a man and beat his ass. <laughs> and steal his car. <laughs> yes, uh, the cockroaches. No, you, that's what I love about the, the way he writes. You get this terrifying bit of someone just walking in the dark, fearing what the unknown and what it will bring. And then he realizes the tangible terror beneath his feet. The tangible terror gets even more tangible, turns into a thing that fights him, and then it steals his car. <laughs> and then they go on a car chase. To get his fucking car back from the ca- from the cockroach man. Oh my gosh, that it okay, is so good. I got, I've got all three of them in my my cart. I shall be buying them shortly. Yes, definitely <laughs> buy John first, and then everything else is a ghost. Because seriously, futuristic violence is the shortest of the books, and it's a good condensed story. It is I uh, cool. Yeah, it's. It's got some nice beats to it. It's got some really good beats to it. And the way he describes the city, because the problem, like I was saying with uh, Ready Player One, is, Uh all right, you can make a reference, then you can note that something is a reference. You don't make the reference and then note that it's a reference. Like, there's a scene in the book where to get to the next stage of it, you have to act out the entire movie of War Games. As oh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> oh man, so, they had to act like Matthew Broderick. <laughs> they so yeah, so you have to do the lines, and the whole time they're doing the lines, he's referencing that he's doing the lines to War Games. So not only is the reference happening, he's referencing the reference in case you didn't get the reference. It is so fucking dumb. It took it a pretty good book and made it unbearable to me almost. Uh... I barely finished that book. Because all the references in the... Like, hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, if pop-up videos was nothing but pop-ups. Oh, it was no. bad. If, if the pop-ups got pop-ups. Which was That's a joke. It, like, what was it? A Saturday, what was it? Saturday Night Live or Matt TV? A pop-up video, pop-up video. It's ridiculous. But it took a pretty good story and fucked it. But yeah. Uh. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm definitely intrigued now. This is because I need I need something good to read whenever I get time to read. I definitely so yeah, if you awesome. if you want to get something first, just something simple, futuristic violence. But I will always recommend John dies at the end first. Always, I'm about ready to skip the first story though because I know it, I know it so well. It's no like nothing's coming out because every time I read it, new things come to light. Like I find so much cool shit out about that. And me and this one girl at work are constantly freaking back and forthing about it because she's the reason I got the book. I was mean to get it forever, but she's telling me how amazing John dies at the end was. So yeah, I read it, and we were we've just been we've been freaking uh, fan theorying the shit out of it. And I want to go over that to see if anybody else noticed those ticks, which is why I want it to be the first thing in the book club. Oh, this sounds good. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued. I, I you, you've sold me on it, so <laughs> that's all that matters. One person. That's all it takes. Selling one person on it. Alrighty, y'all. That's gonna do it for this episode of a Brother's Quarrel. Oh, 
We're, we're finishing. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because it's been about an hour. Don't you have to oh, work no, tonight? I was just like, oh, my gosh, because I'm so into listening to you talk about this. I'm like, this sounds really good. Wait, don't you have to work <laughs> tonight? Yeah, I do. All right. So you guys know how to find us. Uh, iTunes, all the other places you can get things. If you'd like, send us a review. At least rate us. Help us climb some way. Get Give s- him a good rating. Come on. You enjoy this. Come on. If you want to, uh, our Twitter, ABQ Podcast, capital A, capital B, capital Q. So until next time, we here at a Brothers Quarrel <laughs> would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude. Yay, <laughs> she got it.